It's Wednesday. It's four minutes past twelve. It's Pome Mashuko and you're on Womanda. As we do every third Wednesday of the month, today we're taking a walk in another woman's heels. I've got Mbali Mgomezulu with me here today and we're shooting the breeze. Mbali, how are you doing? I'm great, Pumi. How are you today? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. We're on Cliff Central. <laughs> you can do whatever. We're figuring it out. You can do whatever. We're uncensored. We're uncut. We're all real. You can join us. You can call in, ask us questions, contribute to the conversation. You can call directly into the studio on 0861-555-189. Or you can catch us on Twitter, on cliffcentral.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on, on WeChat. So am I. My Twitter handle, pubimashiko one Talk to us. Mbali, so you grew up in Soweto. You know the drill about today. We're just going, let's get to know each other. Let's have a, let's shoot the breeze. The point is, and that's why it's called Respect Wednesday, is we're respecting each other. We're taking a look because the word respect comes from the Latin word re, which means again, and spect, which means look again. And we're just re-looking into the life of another chick. That's what we're all about today. So, Tell me, when I meet you for the first time, and I'm, hi, I'm Pumi, and you're, hi, I'm Bali, what do you say about yourself? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hi, I'm Bali. Uh, I'm Bali Mgomezulu. I'm currently the general manager of the Soweto Hotel, um, the only four-star hotel in Soweto, in Cliptown, at the Walter Susuli Square of Dedication. So, if we talk about what I do, that's what I do. And who, who are you? Oh, who I am. I'm a mom of three beautiful babies. Uh, I'm a highly ambitious young woman. I love clothes. I, I laugh a lot. I smile a lot. And generally, I love fun and life. So I walk around with a really big smile most of the time. Very contagious, I hope. <laughs> well, that laugh is certainly <laughs> contagious. Let's talk a little bit about growing up in Soweto. That's where you're from. It is. Fondest childhood memory. Oh, wow. Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so... Um, I was sick of school and uh, we lived in Dipkluf at the time and I rummaged through the house and went through my mom's pockets, found some money, kind of stole some money to go buy sweets for all my friends. That was probably like one of my biggest memories. I was like six or seven. I got to stay home the whole week. So I was a superstar. And when they all got back from school, I had all these different types of tandies. And there was this one toffee that was like this long toffee covered in chocolate. I can't remember what it's called anymore. And uh, Moyo, the frozen yogurt, the green one. <laughs> so when my friends got home that day, I was just rocking. I was giving out to everybody. Later on that evening, though, I had to explain to my mom what had happened to the 30 bucks that was in her pocket. Mm. Uh, it didn't go down. <laughs> I can imagine that it didn't go down well. But speaking of mom, mm. um, now that you are a mom, what is the one thing you wish your mother had told you? Oh, I think my mom told me so many things. Maybe um, some of the things that I wish I'd listened to. Um, Which is what? <laughs> um, I think my mom always spoke about when you finally meet a partner, the type of partner that you want to kind of end up with. Um, how to share similar values, especially with regards to raising kids, um, ambition, uh, where you want to be in life generally, to be on a similar path. And uh, when she had initially told me about my partner then, I just thought, whatever, I'm in love with this man. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to do what I want. So possibly around that, 
Um, wow, my mom and I really love to shop. So admittedly, I think it would have been nice if we had talked a bit about money and saving and how to work savings. And I'm currently doing that as much as I can with my kids. I'm encouraging them to save as much money as they can. But the one thing that she's told me, and I still keep to it till today, is that you have to respect everybody. You have to respect people that are above you, people that are below you. Her saying was, if you are doing great, the people all around you are going to love you. But one day, if you fall off from that seat, you must make sure that you've respected the people underneath you too so they can help carry you when you need it. Um, and that's made a huge impact in my life. I think I try to make sure that whoever I encounter, security guard, whether you're sweeping the streets or whether you're a CEO, you get the same amount of respect from me as an individual. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's very, like, forward thinking, especially about the partners. Yeah. And um, I want to ask what exactly she said that you didn't listen to. she did say that we're going everywhere today well um listen i think at the time when i met the partner and the father of my children uh the father of all my kids she had said to me that he's such a lovely man and she really really likes him but she just felt that he um was not going to be challenging enough for me as the years grew she felt that i uh was a far bigger personality um and that we would struggle as time went Mm. um and she was right. So I think, you know, you kind of go back and I know she won't say, I told you so. But, you know, moms <laughs> give you that look. And you know in that look. That the look actually is the I told you exactly. so. Exactly. So, yeah, she gave me that look. But um, it really was about that. And I think what was really awesome is that she supported it right through. I mean, regardless of what she said and what her feelings were, she treated him like a son, like her own biological son. And she still continues to love and support him till today as much as she possibly can. Um, knowing that he's the father of my kids and that we spent so many years together. But I think that really was it. She was like, he was, he's great, Mali. He's absolutely wonderful. But hey, my child, I just don't think he's the one for you. Hey. <laughs> well, so you find yourself here today and um, a single mother to three, which is unlike a lot of South African women. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, I think that the last number I read was something ridiculous, like 58% of South African women are single mothers. And what has that experience been like for you? It is really, um, you know, you kind of feel like a split personality because part of it is probably the most amazing, rewarding experience you'll ever, ever have. Um, the birth of all three of my kids and even now raising them and getting to see how old they are they? Are. Um, my oldest daughter is eight. She turned eight in May. Uh, my middle daughter is six and my son is four years old. Sure. Yeah, I'm very courageous. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have that mad moment? Because they're all two years apart. Did you ever have that mad moment where you're like, I have three small kids. This is driving me absolutely crazy. Of course, yes. I think, I mean, my my ex walked in one day and I was like, you take this child before I do something, okay? <laughs> take the child. Give me the car keys. I'm getting out of here now. And he was like, okay, um, crazy woman about town. But um, you know what? When you get to see them grow, it's amazing. I think the, the challenges as a single parent come in um, really around support. Uh, I'm very blessed that I've got a very um, active mom and I've got a very active sister who tries to help me as much as they possibly can. Um, financially, yeah, I think, you know, when I say split persona, you, you can look yeah. at some of your friends with no kids and you're like, wow, okay, look at the difference in life. All but, that time and all that money. Thank you so much, you know. They look really good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I go home at night, um, my son comes to the door running and it's like you see me for the first time every single day when I come home. Oh, no. And it is the most adorable and most loving feeling you'll ever have. Every single day I come home and he runs to me and he goes, Mommy, 
like he hasn't seen me in years. And we know how he saw me that morning. So even when I have really, really rough days and, you know, work is difficult and I've, there's been traffic and everything is not going my way, um, what I tend to find is that I get a lot of solace from the love that I give to them and from the love they give to me. It's the only time I really think that someone loves you unconditionally, okay, until they're teenagers. But I'm going to take all of that unconditional love as much as I can get it. I take all the hugs and kisses I can get every day. And bank it. Bank it for those moments when it's ain't coming your way. I even take more than one. (laughs) (laughs) And so speaking of the juggle and, and the support, you have this big new job, which is very exciting. And... In the hotel industry, which is predominantly men in management, yes. how how is that experience? Wow. Um, okay. Um, I think I've always been an overachiever. So generally, with everything, I want to do it to the best of my ability. Ain't uh, shy about that one. Well done. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> with a mom like mine, you can't help it. <laughs> um, she always said to me um, that if if a man has made it or a man has conceptualized it, that I can think my way around it. So, yes, it is challenging. Um, sure. That's... Yeah, no, she's deep, eh? <laughs> that's, that is deep. I'm, I'm having a moment. You may need to say that one again. So, if a man has, has made, made it, it or he's conceptualized, or conceptualized it, it, I can wrap my head around it. Okay. And, and in essence, it means nothing can defeat you if you put your head to it, if you really put your mind to it. Um, you should be able to find a solution. And sometimes the solution is asking for help. So when you're struggling, know when to ask for help. That's grown up. That's big girl panties right there. Yep. Um, you need to know when to ask for help. You need to know when to ask for support. People can't uh, presume that you need them. If you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to get the support. And I've been, you know, really blessed within my career to have had people who've taken the time when I've put my hand up to say, hey, I don't understand this or I'm a little bit nervous about this. And even with this position, I, I say to my current CEO, who's also another phenomenal woman, so big shout out to sis, uh, Ms., Mrs. Lindio Sanguini Sido. Um, and I say to her, I'm scared. I've never operated a hotel before. You know, I'm a sales and marketing person. And she said, you're the right person for the job. And I'm here to support you. And you have a team behind you to support you. So when you feel lost or a little bit flabbergasted, just pick up the phone and phone me and we're all here for you. And that really is making a huge difference for me. So I get a chance to um, be involved with the brand that I've been in love with for many, many years. Uh, I've grown up in Soweto, from Zola, then to Deep Kloof. Um, and now I get to manage the only hotel, four-star hotel in Soweto. And my job is to make it an absolute success. And I, I plan to change how people think about that corner of the world. So, yeah, big things are going. What, oh, and what is, what is it that you'd like people to think about that corner of the world? You know, when I look at Cliptown as one of the oldest suburbs in um, Soweto, I'm really quite saddened by the fact that people have just forgotten about it. Um, I think so many of us, if you grew up in Soweto, you were in Cliptown at some point in your life. You were either buying vegetables. With my grandmother. Of course. (laughs) In my case, I was a big tomboy, so I was there in my mom's backy doing the stock for our different stores. And we've just, I I just don't feel that as youth we're getting back out there. And it is such a beautiful historical place. Um, On the 26th of June, we had um, the anniversary of the Freedom Charter. And the Freedom Charter was signed in Cliptown. Um, And, you know. Around the corner from your hotel. 
literally, like literally within a couple of steps from where the hotel is. Um, Nelson Mandela at the time was hiding out as a chauffeur, driving around the block so that he wouldn't get arrested. Uh, Oliver Tambo was hiding in uh, Jada's Timber, which is a timber warehouse that still stands today. So there's so much history there. Um, there's so many opportunities. There's such beauty. And I really would love to get people to go back there and to experience it. Take a walk around. Get a chance to read the Freedom Charter. Um, you know, the Freedom Charter is the basis of our constitution. It's a beautifully drafted document that talks about rights and freedom for all everybody in South Africa no matter your age no matter your color no matter your gender it's making sure that you have rights and that you have access and uh, we look at the current life that we're living in South Africa and yes we have challenges but we've definitely are moving forward and a lot of what we are fighting still and striving towards comes from the basis of that document. So um, I want people to come back there, touch base, have a look around, read through, really start to understand what the Constitution represents and what our rights are and what we're going to do with that opportunity. What are you going to do with all the rights and the opportunities that we have in South Africa? I've traveled so many African countries, and we have one of the most beautiful countries on this continent. It is The infrastructure is unbelievable. Our weather is fantastic. Our people are our best assets. And I think we just take that for granted. And who who are you who are you bringing out there? I mean, four stars. I don't know if I can afford that hotel. Four <laughs> stars and all. But some of your biggest guests, your top notch guests. I've, I have to say, I've been there now all of what two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that we've had Prince Charles in the past. Oh, who? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have had um, some journalists and footballers from Brazil during 2010. Oh, nice. So we're definitely growing, but really it's accessible. It's it's for South Africans. It's for young South Africans of every single color and creed. It's for everybody. Um, we have fantastic weekend specials that we run, um, but it's a great place to just, you know, come have a drink, chew the fat, chat to your mm-hmm. friends, have a look around, look good, um, and just um, enjoy the surrounds. And if you have had one too many, we have beautiful bedrooms upstairs. <laughs> So please don't try to drive through Soweto after having a couple of drinks. Come stay with us instead. Oh, that's that's definitely a good. Hello, somebody's talking to me out of a screen here in Bali. I don't know what's happening here in front of me. You can call us if you want to talk to me out of the screen. You can call us on zero eight six one five 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 one eight nine, or you can Twitter us on cliffcentral.com, Instagram, Facebook, WeChat. I'm also on the Twitter handle pumemashoko one. So if you want to talk to me through the screen, is there somebody on the line? No? Okay, cool. There's nobody on the line, but I do want to ask this. Mm-hmm. You were driving around in your mother's bike. So your mother was a business person. My mother has been a business person for most of my life. Um, I, when I was really young, I know that she um, worked for one of the bigger retailers um, in terms of uh, large um, cash and carry type you know, places. And she decided, oddly, that she liked computers at the time. And uh, she was one of the first females that they had trained in terms of computers. And at the time, and she went and she was a computer programmer for them. Um, and then at some point, um, she really got hit by the entrepreneurial bug because my mom's always about how money makes money for you. <laughs> okay, so. Hey, I like this chick. She yeah. must come visit us too. <laughs> you would love her, actually. Um, and um, when I grew up, I, you know, it was me and my sister. Uh, she didn't have any boys and there was a lot of cousins, but I always felt I could do anything they could do. So when they would go do the stock tech, I'd go with them. When they'd go to the fresh produce market at five o'clock in the morning and I'm so not a burning person, I'd get up no matter how grumpy I was and I'd get in there. 
Um, when I grew older and I got a license, I used to drop stuff off at home. I used to go and buy all of that. So she really did start from very young to ingrain a really um, solid work ethic. Um, she's still an entrepreneur till today. She's been able to successfully grow her businesses. We've been through some, you know, turbulent times. And how, how, how much of that entrepreneurial spirit or just growing up around it has had a, an impact in the way that you run your career? I think with regards to how I run my career, it's just to be steadfast. Um, I, I know that through what I've seen with my mom, that there will always be good and bad times. Um, and that when you are in the darkest moment, don't think that the sun won't come out at the end of the day. I think we've come through so many things as a family that if you are looking from the outside, you think, how the heck did she bounce back from that? I mean, um, when I was in at high school, my mom and my stepdad got divorced and we literally we sold our house. We had no car. We had no house. She couldn't pay for my private schooling at the time. It was just, you know, I changed schools. Everything was so different. And if you were an outsider and a person who would give up, you would just think, well, after this, there's nothing else I can do. My mom raised herself up from that, and she started again to put together a really successful business, and always township businesses, actually. So predominantly, I've grown up with businesses that have been run around uh, places like Soweto, Everton, um, and how to make those successful, how to give back to the community because she would employ a lot of locals. Um, and she's also taught me a lot about loving family because her family is not just me and my sister. Her private joke is that my family is my kids, my mom, and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> But um, she's definitely taught me about loving extended family and um, how the collective can do so much more. So, yeah, I think it's just to be strong and to carry on pushing on. And even when you think that you're not going to see it through to the next day, as long as you're alive and you have breath in your body, you can make something change. Sure. That's a mouthful. I think you should catch your breath and we're going to play a song. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about family. Make every minute worth it, baby. This for Earth, baby. I done been around the world. I done kissed a lot of girls, so I'm guessing that it's true. <laughs> Make me holler and I bet a million dollars. Don't nobody kiss it like you. <laughs> Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Bang, bang, bang. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Uh. It's five in the morning. Cause she's rolling. Why she making, taking it? Like you. Don't nobody kiss it 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 like you. Don't nob
We're talking to Mbalim Gomezulu and she's singing and dancing along to Good Kisser by Asha because it is hump day today. So we're like keeping it up and live. I've had to ask Duncan that please can we not play those like sad love songs up in here. We want to dance. What are you all dancing? But we're trying to get your mom on the line because, (laughs) because I think she's made a big impact in your life and it would be nice to hear from her. (laughs) <laughs> about what it is that makes you you hmm. is she up yet no she's not up so but anyway let's just on the on the issue of a family mm-hmm. so right now is she on the line hello mama hi baby Nijani. i'm okay and you i'm good you're talking to pumi mashoko so i've got your girl in the studio with me and we're talking yeah. about Life, love, and everything else. And she's mentioned okay. you about 50 times. When it comes to <laughs> what has made her, her. And oh, I'm, so, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, from the, from the mommy's mouth, from the mommy's yeah. mouth, for you, what, yeah. what do you, I mean, how, how do you feel about how much your daughter's achieved in such a short space of time? You know what? I'm so proud of her. You know, I, I raised my kids. I'm a, I'm a single parent. That raised them under very strict, you know, very firm hand. Yeah. At the time, it was so hard for them. But see, now I'm very 
proud of myself of the outcome Hello. of the giant that I, that I have built. You know, Mbali, she's a giant. And I know she can open any door in life that she wants. And I'm happy because I've installed, I still that in them. You know, uh, in Mbali, I know she's great. She has done so much, you know, in a, in a very space of, of time. And I think she's just going to do great things in life. I know I'm, I've got these great, great, great hopes for her. And I just wish that, you know, she mustn't look back. She must just take whatever she's got and fight on. Yeah. So we were talking about um, her childhood memories. And she yes. was telling me about her friends and the things that she used to do. But for you, yes. um, when you look at your baby all grown up, her mother today, what is your fondest memory of her being small? Um, the funniest is I remember we went to Victoria Falls, mm-hmm. uh, me and my and the younger sister. So while I'm busy at the reception, I've asked her to look after the younger sister, and I just, was just behind me. When I turned my back, Mbali had, you know, was caught into something and forgot about the baby sister, and we lost, we lost the, the baby in the meantime. Uh-huh. Now I tell, we didn't know how, where to fight it. Oh but luckily, because she thinks fast, you know, she said, Mommy, let me just go, you know, it's, it's only feet floor. Let me just go floor by floor. In no time, she found a sister. You know, <laughs> me, I was still panicking to say, How if she went outside? See how if somebody stole it? She said, Mommy, relax. You know, she's, she's not like me, I'm a bit hyper, but she's a very calm, relaxed sample. So just relax, Mommy. Let me just look each and every floor. And you know what? She found it. Oh, but wow. me, I was panicking. Oh, you know, uh, my weak strength is Mbali's uh, uh, good strength. You know, my weak point are her strong points. Oh, wow. You know, she's, she's, she's patient and she, she's got a manner of taking things easy. You know, even she can work under pressure, office may occur. So <laughs> at times, we really balance one another as mother and, and a child. Oh. So that incident every day, if I said what Mbali can handle any situation, because, you know, it was so frustrating, but she was very calm and relaxed and she found a baby sister. And speaking yeah. of frustrating, I think if I think about my relationship with my mother, there's lots of yeah. advices that my mother gives me that yeah. that frustrate her when I don't take them. For you, what what is the one thing you wish Bali listened to you about more? Uh, what can I say? Which, which one stands out? Oh, Zinigi. <laughs> 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 you no, know, I just want to understand that Bali should have listened. You know, she wanted to be a pilot. And I, I, I advise her not to, you know, and she listened to me. Sometimes the time to think, which one she didn't listen? No, which one she didn't listen? And okay, there is one, but I don't think I can mention it on air <laughs> about the the, 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 the the current job. I can't, I can't mention it on air. <laughs> that's the only one. <laughs> I can't mention it on air, but that's the only one, the current job. Oh, thank you for talking to us, yeah. Mama. Okay, it's a pleasure, dear. I love you, mommy. I love you, baby. Okay, bye. That, Mbali, Uh you should listen to your mother more. I think in general, what my mom just said is that I listen to her a heck of a lot. But every (laughs) once in a while, I'm allowed to kind of sidestep. (laughs) And so, now that you are a mom and raising a family, for you, what are the things that you you hope make you the best mom? Jeez, I I really spend time to get to know my kids. Um, I'm going to just uh, share a little funny incident. So I'm, I'm registering my kids to do this uh, dance thing, and they go in twice a week. 
um, and they get an opportunity to dance and express themselves and, and to do some drama. And the lady says, can you please describe each child for me? Um, and I started off with my oldest daughter and I, and I talked about her personality. She's really outgoing. I think very um, similar to me in terms of when you meet her. She's highly complimentary. So we stop a lot at shopping centers so she can compliment everybody. <laughs> she, yeah. she wants to be a pop star. So I'm trying to get her into dance, into music and guitar. Um, but she's also someone who, you know, kind of check on her younger brothers and sisters every once in a while. But has a very big sense of self and she's comfortable with herself. And I talked about my middle daughter who is definitely far quieter of the two, but such a quiet strength that is unbelievable. She is so caring and so nurturing. And I talked about my son. And when I was done, the lady said to me, she's never had anybody describe their kids like that to her before. Um, So I think for me is to just spend some time to get to know them, to engage with them, to love them a lot. Um, I, I treat them like children, but I don't baby them. And I've always tried my best to tell them the truth in a language they understand versus telling them a lie. Because I found that when you tell children lies or non-truths, when they come back, it's far worse. So, you know, sometimes it's hurtful when we have to talk about things that pertain to um, me and their dad. But the I use very simple language and I make sure that I use, um, you know, words that they can understand and things that they can relate to. I even use examples in day-to-day life or their experiences with friends to kind of um, tell them the story so that they can understand. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I'm just hoping that the time and getting to know my children, when it really counts and they become teenagers and they grow up and they go elsewhere into the world, that I would have built enough of a trust in me that they can tell me anything, um, that they can call on me to be their friend and their mom, but still with respect and boundaries, obviously. Um, but really that I'm taking time to get to know who they all are individually and to grow each of them individually. So just talking to you, you you're so grounded and you've, you've got big ideas and absolutely awesome and inspiring things. Is there ever a thing that scares you? Oh, yeah. Jeez, if, we, if, we don't, if you're not scared in life, are you alive? Are you living? <laughs> hey, I think uh, if you're not doing anything that doesn't scare you, then you're not extending yourself. So what scares you? Failure. Um, I think, and I, I know that I'm not alone. Um, there's a lot of many young, specifically black professionals, when, when we do well, um, I think there's still that sense and fear of, are you doing well enough? Are you working hard enough? We really drive ourselves very hard. I'm very hard on myself. I, I, I really want to always see myself doing great. So when I don't do to the best of my ability and I know that I could do certain things better, um, I think I, I get to be a little bit hard on myself. Um, I, really, that's it. I, I, I can't think of anything else. I think if I take on a challenge, I want to see it to its fruition. Um, I want to make sure that we get to the end of it. Um, so really, the biggest area would be to say if I fail and not succeed or if I fail and not get up again. Sure. And for you, the future, what's in it? Ooh. Uh, I told my CEO, because we, we had a bit of a chat before I moved to the um, to the Soweto Hotel, and she said to me, so what do you want to be? And I said, well, I'd like to be a CEO in five years' time or a little bit less. And <laughs> then um, within 10 years, I'd like to be either on a board or a property owner. She's like, wow, you're quite specific, eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, um, I'd like to see myself owning hotels one day. I mean, I fell into tourism, into hospitality, um, and I must admit, through a fantastic um, friend who, and we're still friends today, I went to pitch um, to him. I was working for a recruitment company, trying to place some staff. And when his friend was looking for a salesperson at the Santon Sun and Towers Hotel then, um, he recommended me. And I went into the hotel and it was beautiful and all the people were beautiful. And I was offered a cappuccino. I'm like, wow, I get to work in a beautiful place where they serve me cappuccinos. This is it. And when I got that That's job, I've just really never... Really yeah, person uh, needs? Yeah. <laughs> Good beautiful cappuccino. Beautiful people. Beautiful people, good cappuccino, no, and food. No, I'm I'm a foodie of note. Like <laughs> I love food. Like diets are just like what? What's a diet? <laughs> <laughs> so Do you food, make food. it or do you just eat it? Oh both. Both, both, both. Um love making food. Um uh, my eight year old will tell you, Oh Ami says, Oh mommy, we're in a mall. And she's like, oh, mommy, please buy this. You know, mommy, you're the best cook ever. And this oh. lady turned around in the queue. is like, what do you pay your kids? I'm like, no, I just feed them well. <laughs> <laughs> so I love to cook. My favorite pastime, um, I love to bake. I have an incredible sweet tooth of note. Wow. Yeah. So and eating out or finding different places to eat where there's really amazing food. It's one of my like ultimate part-time hobbies. Favorite place to go to? Ooh. Um, Thomas Maxwell Bistro in Parkmore is currently one of my favorites. Really love. They've got this amazing muscle dish and they make it with these shoestring fries that you dip into the sauce. You can almost drink that sauce out of that bowl. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, DW11-13 uh, is also quite phenomenal. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, sweet tooth. Um, Mumas. <laughs> uh, <whoa. laughs> like, are you having an orgasm right now? I think I'm having a mental <laughs> one. And uh, Bella's Patisserie, best cupcakes in town. They make this amazing rainbow cupcake. So um, I do neighborhood markets. I, I go everywhere and anywhere. There's this beautiful concept called Down to Earth Feast. And it's actually a mobile kitchen. And they go to different farms um, in the Mahalis area. And based on what you produce What's on that, that farm, it is it, it's an amazing um, initiative. These two lovely ladies have started, Danny and um, Danielle. And they are, they're both fantastic cooks. So they'll come to your farm and look at the produce that you have and they'll design a menu around that. Then they'll open it up and people can buy seats and they set this long, beautiful table out in the farm areas and you just get to sit next to random strangers and have amazing conversation while eating delicious food and like artisan beers and ooh, all the good stuff. Good life. <laughs> Is that what's on the cards in the at the hotel? Oh, at the hotel, we have some amazing things. So first things first, within two weeks, I realized that we don't have a spa offering. Oh, no facials, no manis. So we now have a spa offering at Soweti Hotel. Um, yeah, manis, pedis, facials, scrubs, massages, you name it, the ladies can do it. Um, again, beautiful um, ladies who are running it. And it's also completely Sowetan. So local business um, that's supporting us and working through with us to do that. Some beautiful food as well. If you want to do some traditional braai food, we do some really fantastic things with a touch of class, obviously, four stars. So <laughs> we try to make sure that we uh, stay to there. But we definitely are looking at some interesting things for Fridays and Saturdays. We're looking at some changes to the menu coming up so watch the space some really amazing things are going to be happening there you're going to want to be there from like one august 
every single Friday and Saturday, that should be your spot. And what's what's your website? If I want to know more about the hotel, what's the website? What's The, the website is www.sowetohotel.co.za and our phone number is 011-527-7300. And so you've got this bright, shiny new job. You've got these absolutely amazing, fabulous three kids. Tell me about the love life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm right there. Ooh. How do you juggle all three? Mm-hmm. Or do you have not have, you've just got a job and kids? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a really lovely gentleman in my life um, who I've known for many, many years. And uh, I find that we communicate really well. And he's just such a lovely shoulder to lean on. And uh Every once in a while, when I do have a panic attack and I'm acting really girly, he'll slap me out of it on some, stop acting like a girl. Okay. <laughs> hmm. So, um, highly supportive. Um, Love you to have someone that you can talk to and be yourself with. Um, but I think really the biggest thing within everybody is love for self first. So, I've been going through that journey of um, really dealing with some of the areas in my life where I might not have been as pleased with some of my decisions and really giving myself a lot of love so I could be a better mom. And surprisingly, you know, as the cliche says, love yourself and other people will find a way to love you. When you are really in a good space, then you tend to, um, you know, kind of pull people towards you. And we've spent a lot of time together in the last kind of past year. And yeah, so I hope I'm not, uh, you know, pee-pee. <laughs> I hope I'm not overstepping. <laughs> So, as a single mom, mm-hmm. getting back into the dating scene. Wow. What, what traumatic. Was... <laughs> traumatic is all I can say. Um, Why? You know, for me, I've met some really fantastic uh, people. And I must admit, one of them is one of my huge friends who's writing some of the craziest um, stuff on Facebook and is busy compiling a book at the moment. But if you're not okay with yourself, and the fact that you have three kids, because, I mean, three kids is a lot, okay? You say, I have one child, okay, we can accept that. Be like, hi, I'm Bali, I have three kids, oh, okay. So I think that was probably the first couple of months was just watching a guy's eyes go really, really big and then kind of come back again, like, oh, my gosh, you have three kids. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah. And I used to put that right in the forefront. So let's not kind of go on a date and then at the date I'm telling you, or second date or third date, oh, by the way, you know, I've got kids. Um, and probably one of the most challenging times, I got a lot of um, attention of the sexual nature, not people wanting a relationship necessarily, but kind of like, oh, well, you're a single mom, probably haven't gotten some in a while. So, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, well, <laughs> not really what I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think um, that for me was probably very traumatic. You know, you, when you come out of a long-term loving relationship to then find yourself in that type of scene, kind of makes you feel degraded so as a result i was um i, I really i put my armor up i put my guard up and i really wasn't interested um and there's some people that would be interested but and you know i think i've, I've been quite i'm quite forward so i, I ask <laughs> questions like, you seem a bit different what's the problem you know like what do you want from me exactly and um i i, I had a as direct as that no as direct as that I'm I'm a very caring and loving person, and I just didn't want to find myself pouring, hoping that things are going to – I think a lot of the time as women, sometimes you can sense that things are not going the way you want within a relationship, but you just figure, let me throw more love at it. 
it'll come right. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't throw more love at it, okay? <laughs> All right? In three months, if it's not going that way, ask the question, you know, is this something that you see uh, going long term? Do you think of me that way, you know? And especially because I've got another three hearts that I need to consider. So it's not just my heart I'm investing, it's my kids' hearts as well. So it's a big investment to make in an individual, and it can be quite daunting. You know, I mean, I grew up with all, like with all my cousins and brothers, and I, and you know, I can only imagine what it must be like also from a man's perspective to meet a woman that you might care about. But if she has three kids and you have none, it's a challenge. If she has three kids and you have three kids, if you guys get together, that's six. So, you know, there's huh. always... Um, a, a way that you have to think about it. And if someone takes you seriously, that thought will cross their mind at some point. And what are some of the responses that floored you? Floored you! <laughs> Ooh, oh, my favorite was um, someone asked me, well, can I come up for coffee? And I said, well, um, how about you get to know me first? And it's like, well, like what? I'm like, you know, don't you want to know about my family? It's like, I didn't see your family. I saw that nice... Can I say but? Yes, you can. I, Uncensored, like, baby. Uncut, like, I saw that nice ass, and that's all I'm interested in. So you want to come and tell me about your mom and your sister and your family? Good for you. Go ahead. You can tell me. But no, actually, I'm not interested. <laughs> so that, that floored me completely. <laughs> Regardless to say, we are still very close friends today. Because oh. I was just like, I've never met someone like you. And he's like, yeah, hey, I'm special. I'm like, yeah, no, you are really special. And I mean, I was having a really crappy day. I wasn't even looking my best. I'm, I don't even see. He's like, I saw that backside. Um, <laughs> and some of, and what, what, what are some of the responses to the I have three kids <gasps> disclaimer? You? Is it a disclaimer or is it just yeah. a... No, it's a disclaimer. Put it right up there. It's there. <laughs> you know what you're dealing with all the These time. These are the terms and conditions. Yeah, you know, because I don't come alone. It's a package. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite joke was uh, instant family. Just add water and stir. <laughs> water. I would add wine. Yeah. Add wine. <laughs> add a man in this case. Add a man and stir. <laughs> so um, I think... um. The, the disclaimer with regards to how people have reacted to it. You know, some guys have said, well, that's quite okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you change as a person. I still want to get to know you. Um, I've, I've had, you know, straight out, well, okay, listen, I've, you know, if we take this further, what then happens? Now it's you and three kids and I've got mine and mm, I don't know if I'm ready for something like that, which to be honest, I think I respect a lot because it's better to know upfront. Um, and yeah, but I think probably some of the most surprising ones was when I got hit on by a guy significantly younger than me. And I was like, ha, ah, firstly, okay, my <laughs> sister is more your age than me. Okay. You know, me and my sister are 10 years apart, right? Ben 10 tendencies. Yeah, Ben 10 tendencies. And I've got three kids. And he was like, so what? You're hot. And I think that young man actually gave me my groove back because I thought... Hello. Not necessarily to do anything or to proceed with it, but to still find yourself attractive to men regardless of age when you've come out of a an emotionally kind of devastating separation, having three kids, having all these. And now you're stressing about, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this alone and am I going to cope? Have I made the right choices? And then someone says, you are super hot and I don't care what you come with. I was like, yeah. I'm going to load a picture of you later. She really is super hot. If you want to ask a question, call us in the studio, 0861-555-189.
or you can catch us on Twitter on cliffcentral.com or at fumimashiko1 or Instagram or Facebook or WeChat. We're all up in there, every kind of social media you can think about. I'm talking to Mbalim Gomezulu. She is the general manager of the Soweto Hotel. She's a mother of three. She's a single mother of three. She is a lover of life and food. And she is definitely hardcore South African. We're taking a walk in her heels today. And I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am. After the song, we're going to chat about some of the dreams that she still has. Mind is always racing My heart is burning 
out. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Are you exciting, my engineer? No, that's Did fantastic. No, no, I, that's all is good news, hey? You what? Know? What is good news? That I'm exciting him. <laughs> About what? <laughs> Just me, Kelly. Oh, <laughs> just you. It's that thing again, exciting young men. <laughs> no, well, no, no, not really along those lines, but okay, fair enough. I walked into that one. Eh? That, okay, so everybody's asking, how do I book a room? Where exactly is this place? All right. So Soweto Hotel is in Clipdown in Soweto um, at the Walter Susulu Square of Dedication. If you want to make a booking, you can go online. So www.sowetohotel.co.za. Uh, we have an online booking portal right there. Or you can give us a shout on 011-527-7300 and ask to go through to our reservations. Um, four stars, Duncan. Four, four stars. stars. Very excited about the it's four stars. Up market this stuff. It's yeah. up market shit this, hey? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so come on through, have a stay. Um, and as I've mentioned, you know, I've said to the lovely crew here, if they come and stay over, we'll, you know, make sure we take care of them. So Duncan, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of taking care of people, mm-hmm. on Friday it's Nelson Mandela month. Month. Nelson Mandela Day. Mm-hmm. Are you guys doing anything special? Yes, we will be. Um, we currently have five projects that we work around with within the Clifton and El Dorado area. Um, we've identified that one of the biggest one, Otanrueni, has got quite a lot of sponsorship this year. So uh, we are going to some of the smaller creches within that area. We're looking at doing a soup drive with the kids. Um, but we also are looking at something that um, leads further past Mandela Day. I think... The key thing is, yes, it's very important to do something on Mandela Day, but it's about making sure that we give back to our community throughout the year. So to maybe just to give a bit of a synopsis, we um, currently employ 95% black females in the hotel, and of which all of them come from Soweto and live in Soweto. So we are definitely giving back to the community there first in terms of employment. We're also looking to do a big cleanup drive around that Clifton area. Uh, We have a lot of... um, Unconventional uh, retailers. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? It's the, ladies, it's the ladies that are selling their vegetables on the side of the road. And you know, you, you talked about going there and shopping with your grandmother many years ago. Um, it's an industry that will continue to blossom. But what we want to do is clean up that whole area where they're currently selling, clean up the area around the hotel, and really just make it beautiful. I think if you find yourself wanting to buy some fruit and veg and you're in Soweto, why not do it the old school style where they'd still do it on the plates and it's five rand for tomatoes and ten rand for a bag of potatoes. I still make that trip every once in a while, there all the go. way into the city. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we want to look at um, cleaning up that particular area um, and really just making sure that it, it's good, it's hygienic and looks good so that they can continue to trade. Um, and obviously from our point of view that it, it can be, it can look presentable and it, it really makes sure that it looks good. Um, we continue to work with the rest of the creches throughout the year in terms of whatever else we can. Our CEO is quite instrumental in uh, Otandueni creche as well, where she's given up of her own finances and her own time um, to build structures and to grow that particular area. So for us, giving is an everyday thing. Mm. And Bali, looking at yourself today, you're this confident woman. You've got this dream job. You've got amazing kids. Your life's pretty good. When you look back, what would you like to tell Mbali from five years ago? I think Mbali from five years ago would definitely be just hang in there, girl. It's going to be okay. 
Um, and it's so odd that today I'm in this, you know, this fantastic position um, with a lot of support. But I know that maybe five years ago, maybe even six years ago, it really felt that I was just going through the motions and I, you know, I still wasn't sure, um, you know, about me and, and whether I was achieving what I wanted to be. So it's continued to grow. Um, definitely the last five years have grown me hugely. I've traveled um, to, I think, just over 25 African countries outside of South Africa. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think um, I had a fantastic opportunity within my previous role to really get out there and see what the continent is all about. What that's done for me is that A, I appreciate South Africa a heck of a lot more. Um, B, I think I appreciate African women in, in, in all of our um, different shapes and sizes and forms throughout the continent. We're awesome. We are so awesome. You know, I think you, you see traders sitting on the side of the road and selling clothes um, in Nigeria. And that same woman is going to be sitting in first class or business class in an airplane because this is how she sends her kids through school in Harvard, in Cambridge, in, you know, all over the world. Um, they, you know, African women are just such entrepreneurs throughout the continent and they take the most, the smallest little seed of hope. And uh, they planted into the most amazing tree that will continue to feed generations of their family going forward. What people sacrifice, what women sacrifice for their children to grow and to have a good education and to be a better version of themselves is definitely what's going to help. I think I will be a better place in general if we continue along that road. I know that's what we believe right here on Womanda. <laughs> that's definitely what we believe. That's what our, that's what we're all about. Girl power or grown up. We're about girl power and being you know, powerful women. And, and to young ladies listening in today, <laughs> what would your ultimate piece of advice that you hope they take? Um, ultimate piece of advice is invest in yourself and that you are so worthy of the best of life and that you shouldn't sell yourself short. Um, I know it sounds like so many different things, but it all encapsulates into one um, work hard at improving yourself. Don't sell yourself short. And, you know, many people say this in so many different forms, but where possible, and if you can avoid it, treat your sexuality and your body as a temple and don't fall pregnant out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. It's just the challenges of being a single mom um, are so unsurmountable that if you can give yourself that starting age at least into your 20s without having to first worry about another individual once you have a child and this is my favorite saying to my cousins and my sisters a baby is not like something you buy in a store you can't take it back can't say oh sorry can i have a refund change my mind about this one okay so once you decide to be a mom you must know that that's a forever thing you must know that whatever the support in terms of family and your partner it is you who's going to make a huge amount of difference into that child's life. So really, don't sell yourself short. Don't rush things. Mm. All things come in good time. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Thanks for joining me today. I think this is definitely one of my favorite conversations this week. I think I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember that one. If a, if a man, if a man can think it, if a man can build it, I can think my way through it. Or around, around it. it. Uh-huh. Love that. That's what I'm taking <laughs> out of here today. And for all my listeners, that's, I hope that's what you're taking out of this show. And thank you very much, Bali, for having a conversation with us and sharing, giving us a window into your life. That's what we're all about.
That's what respect is. Just take a walk in another woman's heels. And thank you so much for being here. The doctors are here. It's one o'clock. They're looking at me through that lens. It's one o'clock. Join us again next week. It's month end. We'll be talking money, 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 money.